0: And the edge of the world, Euphemet presents Night Drift with Jim Perry.
1: Good evening. You are listening to Night Drift, presented by Euphemet, And I'm Jim Perry. Coming to you tonight from my home studio in the hinterlands of the Oregon coast. Directly to The Mothership, Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, KKNW in Seattle, streaming worldwide at nightdrift.com, and heard after on the UFOmet podcast feed. Thank you for listening. Tonight, guest Mark Fiorentino shares his views on how the universe really works, based on his study and research of Einstein's unified field theory. He will discuss how the applications of Einstein's theory can be used to travel through space, achieve renewable energy, and create future technology. He'll also talk about the connection to conspiracy theories, including UFOs and the alleged alien technology they use. And if we have time, I'll ask him about other phenomenon, like near-death experience revelations, ghosts. What other high strangeness is linked to potential explanations rooted in science and physics? I ask myself that all the time. Is there someone Is there something that can eventually provide some answers to these questions that so many of us are searching for in the darkness of night almost every night? We're also taking your calls in the second half of the program. You can join the conversation, ask questions, advice, share your story, 888-298-5569. You can also find us on Twitter during the program using hashtag NightDrift or at UvaMet. I'm Jim Perry, and this is Night Drift. We'll be right back after this.
0: Night Drift with Jim Perry on Spotify and subscribe on Apple Podcasts to receive new episodes of Night Drift automatically and gain access to all of our past episodes. This episode is brought to you by
1: Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more.
0: you <laughs> Night Drift with Jim Perry on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, KKNW, Seattle. Now, here again is Jim.
1: You know, I was reintroduced to the sun this week here on the Oregon coast. I thought to myself, would it ever come? And you know what? It always does. For now. (laughs) I'm Jim Perry. Welcome back to Night Drift. A real quick thank you to all of our sponsors, including AMC Network Shutter, and our patrons over at patreon.com slash euphomet. And thank you for listening tonight. Our guest tonight, author Mark Ferentino, has been obsessed with Einstein's unified field theory ever since hearing about it when he was 10 years old. He worked for many years in the high tech industry, including for IBM. In his book, Master of Reality, he writes about unified field theory, the theory of everything, Albert Einstein, problems with quantum mechanics, cosmology, and much, much more, some of which we'll explore tonight. From Florida, thanks so much for joining us on Night Drift tonight, Mark.
2: Thank you for having me here, Jim.
1: I want to ask you about how all of this started for you, but first, just to set the table here, you know, for the uninitiated. Uh, you've developed f- uh, physics concepts, and you believe you have found the quantum unified field theory. For those uninitiated, how would you describe unified field theory?
2: It's really just very basic thing. Uh, as Einstein started it, electromagnetism and gravity emerge as aspects of a single fundamental field. Okay. So their forces... I deconstructed electromagnetism back into the electrostatic field and the magnetic field. And then the only other field to unite was to those two fields was gravity. Hmm. And all of those three fields emerge as uh, aspects of the fundamental field, which in the olden days was a thing called the ether. And hmm. so, other word, in other words, space is actually a real thing, not a void like they think it is today, a vacuum, an empty void in which particles oh, are popping in and out and whatever. Yeah. No, no. Particles are consubstantial with the ether. They are configurations of it, and they're expressed as electrostatic fields, forces. Hmm. They are small vortexes. And and this was already thought of by Heaviside and Maxwell and all these other guys. And it was abandoned uh, later on, which I had to go back now through history and kind of fix those Mm. problems uh, because they were right in the first place. And we should continue. And that's what I did. I followed Einstein's path because he was always a classical field guy, even though he helped give birth to quantum mechanics, um, he really believed in the fundamental field. And uh, and he had to kind of dance around it with special relativity because of the Michelson-Morley experiment, a lot of technical stuff. I'll get into it if you want, but uh, things got confused in the year 1905. So there was a lot of things in my research that I discovered that I had to fix and then proceed forward to um, complete einstein's dream of a unified field theory using classical physics and a rank two tensor just as he predicted it would be my hmm. equation is that type of equation so it, so how,
1: how did so many people sort of decide and or unknowingly uh sort of lose the path of einstein there and go so far astray
2: yeah he tried he used to argue with the uh, debate Niels Bohr and Heisenberg and all those guys, but they mm-hmm. they kept using quantum mechanics, and you know that when they did all these collisions and accelerators or whatever, you know they they found particles and they could use quantum mechanics uh, equations to get the right answer. And they kept saying, see, it always follows quantum mechanics, you know, probabilities. There's no real reality, you know, and he kept Mm. saying, no, there is a reality. There's an objective reality. It is real. It's here, whether we look at it or not, it's not Mm. dependent on our observation as they now say it is. Uh, So he did the battling. He tried to steer him back on course, but he, he lost the debate, but he was right. But oh, he man. Lost the debate.
1: I'm so excited to get into uh, some of those deep elements that are not completely over my pay grade. So I'll try to keep up here a little bit, but I'm not.
2: Don't worry about know. it. We're gonna, I'm going <laughs> to explain it in just layman terms. Great, and great. People can get it.
1: Oh, thanks so much. You've been through this before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but but firstly, you know, how would you describe your life's work here, Mark? I mean, what, what's what's your mission?
2: my mission is to bring um well uh, two things at least one is the theory of super relativity is an an intelligent design theory which means i'm going to to attempt to merge religion spiritualism and um science because since it's an intelligent design that means there's a creator And since there is a creator, uh, an infinite spirit, God, whatever you want to call him, uh, he is the master of this reality of the physical Mm. laws. And, uh, you know, in many cases, ND ears say he, God tells them or Jesus tells them or some spirit guy tells them, you know, God created the infinite spirit created everything all physical things, not just the earth, not just the people here, everything. So that's one part that needs to be done. The other part, I want to bring anti-gravity and faster than light uh, travel to the common man, Not, not just letting the U.S. government do their thing in secret, keeping it from everybody else, keeping all the information about extraterrestrials and all the knowledge and wisdom that they have to themselves uh, it's time to bring this out to the world and uh, the world is ready I know they don't think it is but it is because I'm here I'm mm. doing this work and I, I wouldn't be here doing this if it wasn't the time so like so, a
1: like a form of destiny in some sort of way you believe that this is your destiny
2: yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, you mm-hmm. know I'm, I'm not gonna, <laughs> there's uh, there's um a lot of evidence that substantiates that. I, I even have a lot of it on tape. And at some point out, I'm going to release those tapes with the testimonies of psychics and so forth. There was at least six psychics through 45 years uh, warning, I don't say warning me, but advising me this was coming. But I was never told what it was I was going to do until I got here. I had to discover it just like everybody else who comes to earth. It's mm. important to understand we all have a destiny. We all signed a contract more or less yeah. before we mm. were born to do mm. whatever it is we're going to do. Now, what I have to do is strange and obscure. I freely admit that. But everybody else, everybody, everybody listening, everybody in this world and every other world, they have tasks, missions to experience in this physical realm before they return to the spiritual realm. So this is Mm. my, my particular task. I accept it. I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to get lazy. And, you know, you know, I'd love to be on the beach every day and, you know, throwing Frisbees and (laughs) stuff really I would
1: you are in Florida. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of stuff. I love that stuff, but Uh you know, I got a responsibility. I'm going to try to live up to it. And, And part of that responsibility is going on shows, talking about these things, and working in, in in the lab or whatever I got to do to make this come about, it's time, and I'm going to do. I'm going to give it the best effort I got.
1: You know, um, just to go back on on what you just on what you just said. You know, uh, the the first thing, you know, sort of uh, your integration of a lot of different ideas, a lot of different beliefs. You know, spanning from uh, religion, spirituality, technology. And then your then then your efforts to bring anti gravity to the people. Now, there's a couple things I'd like to to dig into there in a second, but the the general idea that it's a part of a greater destiny, and you believe that uh, everyone has a has a destiny that's here on 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 the earth. So I wonder how do you think the earth would be different if everyone knew that they had a destiny. And yeah. they subscribed to that.
2: I, I, I think we should be teaching about God in, in the first grade. Um, you know, mm. just taking religion out of schools wasn't really what was the intention of the Constitution and the, four, the founding fathers.
1: And just to um, contextualize what you're saying, too, before you go any further, you're, you're really, from a, even from a scientific standpoint, you're talking about a God with a big G, and yes. not maybe a little G.
2: No, big G, God, yeah. the universal mm-hmm. being. Uh, uh, any names you, you want to you give him that you you any, from any religion. I, I'm a mm-hmm. universalist, basically, yeah. and a theist. Mm. And um, I believe that uh, we all need to have a personal relationship with God. That's what he wants. That's what he tells tens of thousands of endy ears. And then mm. he tells them to come back and tell everybody that <laughs> they all can't be lying and they all can't be wrong. Right. It, it's There's a message. There's an army being built, you know, uh, by all these NDE people who come back. I study NDE's a lot
3: mm. and
2: there's patterns in their, their testimony. Uh, there's a lot of commonality in the things they say. And God is an all loving being. He loves everyone. So this is good news. There's no bad news here. <laughs> There's no bad news. There's nothing to get mad about. There's nothing to get upset about. There's no threat. This is all good news. Have you yeah.
1: felt uh, personally a, a a threat towards your, your kind of mission here uh, based on whether it's culturally or scientifically or even within the field of sort of high strangeness or dare I say the paranormal? Mm-hmm. Um, do you? Do you receive, do you get an impression that some people think that an overwhelming love is a bad thing?
2: No, 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 most people think that's a good thing that I, I haven't had other than atheists. Atheists get really angry when you talk about God, atheists blame everything wrong. They think there's a no God, but when things go wrong, they want to say, how could God allow all this to go wrong? So there can't be a God. And, and they they got kind of an attitude about it. But other than that, most folks are, have an open mind. And, and as long as they, you know, do that, we can have a conversation. Uh, but in some cases, you know, um, there's going to be a lot of scientists and physicists that are either agnostic or atheists. And yeah. they might, res- you know, they might resist. They they really want to try mm-hmm. to explain away NDEs and uh, ghosts, spirits, UFOs, all that. So oh, it's all nonsense. You know, I, I haven't personally seen it. Therefore, it doesn't exist, you know. Right. right. Yeah. Well, they need to come around because they're stuck in old thinking. Yeah. And it's time to come out of that. You know, that's why I, I love these shows. I love paranormal shows. Uh, I love science shows. I, I like all of that stuff, but right. they're a little bit behind the curve here. They're a little
3: <laughs> right. Scientists,
2: right. guys, they got to, you know, Einstein said uh, uh, science without religion is lame. Religion <laughs> without science is blind. <laughs> and, and that's it i i agree with that we've got to have them both yeah and and they can mm. work together
1: yeah well you know you're you know you're talking tonight to the grandson of a preacher uh, and, and personally, you know, sort of, I, listen, I'm in this trip with the, the the paranormal and the strange right now where I tell everyone, I don't know what the hell I believe right now, all right? Um, you know, I'm, I'm on the spectrum of let, let's see what happens and being open-minded to, to, to everything, true. right? Um, but, you know, I, I think what's really interesting is that, you know, um, y- your mission that you just detailed, uh, the science that you're working with, uh the 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 concepts that you are developing all of this is informed by some early experiences that you had right and not just in sort of religion but like within the psychic realm even can can you describe a little bit about your past experiences and how that has informed where you're at today
2: yeah um the the, what got me into science really was a uh at 10 years old the nuns at the church. Hey, religion was involved in this. Right. <laughs> <It> was <laughs> was asking us all to go home and find a saint born on our birthday, and then come back and report about it in the catechism class. So I went home. There was no internet in 1965. I asked my parents. They didn't know of any saint born on my birthday. And then I I, I still remember this. It's odd that I remember (laughs) this little detail, but I remember walking into the kitchen up to the calendar and looking on the calendar and on my birthday was Albert Einstein's birthday. So I (laughs) said, well, I'm not sure who he is, but I'll go over to the encyclopedia, and that's who I'm going (laughs) to read about and write about. So I went to the encyclopedia, and I read about Albert Einstein, and I was thrilled. I was mesmerized. And when I read the unified field theory, which I want to say was an entry made by maybe Maxwell or somebody, which kind of – made me think, Maxwell actually wrote an encyclopedia, wrote an article for encyclopedia. I thought, can this be right? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure about that. But anyway, that that was just a thought, a memory I had. But anyway, I read about the unified field theory. And I says, this really makes sense. And I was hooked. From then on in, everything I would hear, read, see on TV, I was saying, is this part of can I fit this in a theory can I so I started to work on it you know not fully conscious of what I was doing but always trying to make sense see a pattern that would lead to the resolution of the unified field theory and honestly I thought I I would just keep reading and then someday some physicist would figure it out you know I you know I'm just a kid I didn't expect to, to do this. Right. So I just kept reading and reading and then one day 65 years later the person I was waiting for I guess turned out to be me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Funny how that can happen thing. sometimes. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Very odd. There he is. <laughs> yeah, so that's how I got into the science and then then things started getting spooky strange when uh, when I was 19. Really? Uh, still, still just being happy to be a kid, not, no destiny ideas, nothing of that nature it was in my head. I was just like every other guy, wanted to have a girlfriend, You know, you know, go out, party, do all that stuff. And we decided, you know, I was in a community college and the teacher was talking about a place named Casadega. Uh, spiritualist capital of north america they had mediums there and i said whoa that's interesting mediums talk to the other side it's like talking to god Mm. Uh, and let's go over there and i talked them into going over there we'll get our fortune told Mm. so we all went over there and it was a cloudy day it was windy in october it was perfect it was kind Mm. of spooky And, (laughs) (laughs) and um we drove up in two cars, we parked, and there was nobody out in the streets. It's just a little small town. It's kind of eerie. Mm. And a big gust of wind blew, and then this branch broke off the tree and fell on the other guy's cars. And, and they got scared, and they left. So it was just me and this guy <laughs> named Duff. And says, well, well, we'll go ahead. We'll find somebody. We knocked down a couple of doors until we finally, finally found this one lady. Her name was Martha McKay. It's odd that I remember that name uh and um we went in there and i had what i would consider a normal reading and he had then he went in and he had a normal reading you know and everything she said came true within like five years except oh for gosh. one thing the first thing she said to me which three other psychics over the next uh i guess 40 years or so uh said was in your final days, you will be a spiritual teacher. Hmm. I says, huh? I have not much interest in that, but you know, I'm going to just let that ride. <laughs> and said, <so, laughs> okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll think about that. And, um, and then that was it. And then he went in, had his reading, and then we got in our car and we drove to Daytona to meet up with the other guys on the way there. That's when things got strange.
1: All right. Hold it right there. On the other side of the break, we will follow up with how things got strange there. Man, I am loving this conversation, Mark. This is so fascinating. Um, we'll have to take this short break. I'm Jim Perry. We'll be right back here with more with Mark Ferentino on Night Drift.
0: Jim Perry is taking your calls at 425 373 5527 or toll free in Western Washington 888 298 KKNW 5569. the Cascades to the rest of the world. Lines are open. Call 425-373-5527 or toll free in Western Washington, 888-298-5569. That's 888-298-KKNW.
1: Drifting deeper into the night, predestined for something more. We are back here on Night Drift. You can find us across social media at UFAMet and me personally, at It's Jim Perry. And if you're listening to this live, the radio broadcast of the show, and want more, you can find all of this on the Euphemet podcast feed, wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, just visit euphemet.com. This week, on an all new Euphemet, a special episode where we celebrate our four year anniversary, four years of the documentary series. And it's a peek behind the curtain of what the last four years were like. I answer some questions from listeners. Thank you for sending those in, by the way. And look back at some of the show's moments that most affected us. That's this Thursday, May 26th, on the UFOMAT feed, wherever you listen to podcasts. Now we're back with Mark Fiorentino. We're talking unified field theory and essentially how it relates to high strangeness. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us tonight, Mark.
2: Thank you. And, uh, I'll finish up the story that I had.
1: Yeah, so so you had just you had left a gloomy Casadega after getting a psychic reading. <laughs> right. You're now meeting up with friends that got spooked and left town before you. Right. And this is where you said things got even more strange.
2: Yeah, so Duff and I are driving in the car, and and we're talking about our readings. And then he said, "Well, that was really something about you, Mark." And I says, "Huh, what?" <laughs> I had a normal reading. I got told about my future wife and children and um, my future job, all these things came through. And, um, and he says, no, no. She said, someday you're going to make a great discovery or do something and be you know, famous. I says, huh, I wonder why she didn't tell, tell me that. That's kind of a big thing to leave out of my reading. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I thought, well, I think about that. There must be a reason for that. And I says, well, they probably told her not to tell me.
3: Hmm. And why? Because yeah.
2: if she had, I would have started asking questions.
3: Hmm. A
2: lot of questions. I would have <laughs> wanted details. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And they must have known that, so he says, "No, just drop it in his head after he's gone, and he can't do anything about it more. Yeah. He's just going to get that little notion that's going to help steer him in the right direction eventually." Wow. So, so that's my idea as to why it happened that way. Yeah. And um, it, and and it it did. Yeah. Once I heard that, it stuck in my head, and it kept popping up every once in a while and, and psychic after psychic would bring this up this discovery this invention this something and you know i'm thinking ah, i really don't know what it is i'm going to do and and after a while you know so many years and the gaps between you know psychics and stuff i kind of forgot about it and i just went about my life mm-hmm. you know I, you know i did what i was interested in was study electronics and computers and eventually, that does come into play in this time. Mm. Uh, yeah. And so everything unfolded as it was intended. Uh, I feel. And every once in a while, I needed a little push. And mm. when I needed a little push in a direction, somebody would pop up and say, uh, "You, you need to do this." Like the time that I asked whether I should. I, I uh, there was a a very famous psychic, Ann Gaiman, that was speaking at the community college. And my mom was very sick and my father needed help. I said, maybe I'll just drop out of school here and I'll just help them. And then when you know things either get better or my mom passes, I'll go back to school. So I went up to this lady and she had her eyes open as I'm walking to her and she had this funny look on her face. And she said, I've never seen this. <laughs> These angels rushed by you as you were walking up in this desperate look on their face. And they're all saying, don't quit school.
1: You hmm. have to
2: keep going to school. Don't quit. So I got my answer. Oh, wow! <laughs> and, and so I say, hey, what the heck is going on here? Something's going on in the background. Out of my view, I can't see it, yeah. right? There's people involved with something that I seem to be involved with, that I don't even completely know what it is, but there's something going on. And this keeps happening in different ways throughout the rest of my life up until my retirement when I decide to write the book.
1: Wow. So those moments when you received a little push and you had a reminder that you were meant to build something greater, you were meant to develop something, You know, I I like to think a lot about like sort of confidence versus fear in those moments. Did you ever have like a personal feeling of, wow, I need to really figure out what this is? Like, did you feel a personal pressure? Uh, Did you put a weight on yourself?
2: There were a few times when I tried to invent something ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, I'm going to invent something. You know, I'm going to invent the free energy. I'm fascinated by free energy. I think that's really needed. That's really important. Very useful. So I tried a few crude attempts. Uh, They didn't work. And um, I says, oh, well, maybe that's not it. I don't know. But one of the psychics said, you know, yeah, you're going to invent something, but it's not the right time. You don't Hmm. have everything you need. Hmm. And that came to be true. I needed the internet to write the book, which has got huge discoveries in it. I couldn't have done it without the internet. I mean, going to libraries, I would have had to drive all over the place to get all the special yeah. books and knowledge that was all available in one spot on my computer screen, A few keyword searches, and I was picking off information from one part of the world to the other, <laughs> looking at documents that were hundreds of years old finding clues keys left behind by the masters that i stand on their shoulders now like einstein and maxwell and and newton and lorenz and faraday these guys they all left clues and Mm. um so i needed the internet and there was a few more things now maybe that will uh, apply to to what i'm building now but um it's an interesting story, how it just unfolds and you get little messages and, uh, and and if you're open to this, if you are open to acknowledging there is a God, acknowledging you have spirit guides that help you, they'll start helping you even more. They'll say they'll send you signs. you'll see things on the highway. I see flashing signs that give me messages. All the time, I'm thinking mm. about something on the way home and I'm thinking, yeah, man, how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna pull this off? You know, how am I gonna get on, you know, big shows or whatever it takes to get the message out there?
3: Right.
2: And then I see this sign flash on the road, one of those L- LED, LCD signs. It, it just says, This, you have the winning hand. Mm. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's all it says. <laughs> And it's basically saying, don't worry. Yeah. You're holding the winning hand. And, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. It's there's a lot of strange, synchronistic stuff. And it's available for everybody who says, you know, who wants to have, who acknowledges is there is spirit guides, who acknowledges there is God, who wants that, you know, personal relationship. Uh, they will help you find your path whatever that path is Uh, a lot of people get distracted a lot of heroes fail and it's because they get distracted by the material world you know Mm. money fame fortune whatever right power um yeah i
1: definitely believe that that's for sure. sure yeah the distractions are all there Uh, to a lot of people's benefits (laughs) it it works in a lot of people's favor to keep us as distracted as can be so let's talk about let's talk about intention a little bit then and let's talk about you know because we talked a little bit about destiny do you believe you know considering that things like synchronicities can occur and include you know what we feel like is authentic messages to to sort of point us in a direction or to link ideas or to confirm concepts do you feel like uh something like synchronicities are available to everyone and if so where where do you think the the phenomenon of synchronicities where does it occur from
2: Uh, absolutely it's available to everyone i want to say that clearly it is available to everyone this can happened for you, uh, whatever it is that you agreed to do before you were born, you promise to remember. This Mm. comes from an NDE who did the pre-life tour. Mm. And and you raise your right hand and you swear to God, you will promise to remember your path, your mission. And, you know, that's important. And Mm. uh, once you get tuned into that, once you accept it, then you get extra guidance. You see things that you were not, normally wouldn't be aware of. You know, They'll say, oh, okay, he's listening now. Now we'll pop this little message here or that there. Because instead of just driving down the road and daydreaming about ice cream and who's going to win the so- Super Bowl, <laughs> he's actually thinking about important questions that get, out head,
1: Mark, yeah. get out of my head get <laughs> out of
2: my head well it makes a lot of sense so, and yeah I, it's it, definitely for everyone and and you want to know how this works well here's the best example or explanation that i can give you this is simple and straightforward and it comes from an nde of father rick wendell god tells him all of this three-dimensional world is within God. Think about that. We are in a hologram, we are in, in the mind of God. There is nothing outside of God. And I'll, I'll add to that, he is aware, and any person after they pass away and, and go back to heaven can be aware of every grain of sand, on every planet, everywhere in the universe, and know its function, its purpose, its position, everything about each and every grain of sand. So this is the way it physically works. So everything within this physical universe has to correspond to laws, and God set those laws. They are immutable as God is immutable. None of this, what we see and experience, is an accident. It is intentioned by God. And you'll notice I use that word in my book, the power of intention. Yeah. And and that's how the universe came into being through the power of intention. And I describe in my book, the details, uh, the interpretation, the proper interpretation of how that's done or how it was done, at least in this universe, because there's an infinite amount of universes. Think about it. If you mm. build one, you could build many.
1: Well, we're obsessed with that idea in pop culture right now, aren't we? The idea of multiverses. The idea yeah, of many multiverses. Yeah, and what, you? What would what you – what, yeah, what, <laughs> go ahead. I don't mean to cut you off. What, what's your
2: uh, – I, mean, I, I don't, you know, think that I need to argue with them about that. But uh-huh. they're just coming from an idea of probability.
3: Mm.
2: There's, you, know, mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's probabilities. There's, there's, there should be – an infinite amount they're not really coming from a design or a creator point of view it's just well there's just they're just popping in and out or you know universes are coming about as you know uh, particles make decisions to whether to go left and right and you know mm-hmm. you make a choice and then a, another universe is spawn no it's not really like that it's through the power of intention through a creator And there's all a big, huge master plan in place. And within that, within destiny and a master plan is free will. And that's where things really get interesting.
3: Mm. Because
2: free will makes it possible for you to choose your own path and make that become a reality. Um, And that's where the probabilities come in. So the future is really a set of, possibilities and probabilities and it's in motion.
1: Hmm, okay, uh, okay. So let let's let's unpack that a little bit because I'm okay. fascinated by this idea that the idea that uh, or or the belief that through the through the mind of God is infinite possibilities. Yet those are rooted within multiple realities or universes that are Uh, 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 essentially predestined in some form or fashion. There's a destiny element in this that eventually leads to free will. Is that what you...
2: Let's use a different word. There's a plan. Okay? Okay. There's a plan that you could look at and say that's a destiny. Mm. And and only when it's fulfilled does it really become your destiny. (laughs) But there's a plan. (laughs) There's an idea. There's a... This is how we want it to go. But you're going to have to um, work at it. You're going to mm. have to fulfill it. Uh, you're going to be dealt. Every person born is going to be dealt a hand of cards. And uh, it's up to you to play those cards to the best possibility or best uh, to your advantage. Yeah,
1: uh,
2: you could win a, a hand of poker with a pair of deuces if you bluff. And you right. play your hands right. Right. Uh so that's that's kind of how it works. Mm. So you come in with a plan that is your intended destiny you could say. But you know, things can go wrong and heroes often fail.
1: Yeah. So, so it's really about uh the potential then, isn't it?
2: yeah it's about acquiring the experiences the best experiences possible maximize your life and god gives us the greatest gift life what we do with that life is our gift back to god so when we return home and say well here it is and you go through your life review Oh, you could have made this decision here that this would have been better, but you know, no harm done. You still had this experience. You did that. You, you learned some other things. It, there's no judgment uh, from mm. what NDE people say,
3: mm.
2: so you're trying everyone should be trying to maximize their life, their potential, their, their, their greatest, best destiny. Uh, that's the trick. That's how the game is played, really, if if you're aware enough, if you raise yeah. your consciousness enough to, you know, wake up from the dream uh, and, and see the bigger picture, uh, you know, not be distracted and live your heart's, it's really your heart's desire,
1: mm,
3: whatever mm-hmm. this
2: thing is. You're mm-hmm. not coming in here to do things you don't want to do, you don't like, you hate, yeah this is your heart's desire you just gotta find it
1: well a lot of a lot of us some of us if we are lucky we can look back and we can see moments in our life where we could have gone a completely different direction we can kind of see sometimes those forks in the road and allow ourselves the ability to go like well what really happened there and Mm -hmm. were there clues along the way that actually pointed me to what i am doing now i kind of feel like that's specific to my Story, Mark, I feel like I have known what I'm going to do now since I was a little tiny kid and I yeah. went on some de- detours, but I'm essentially what I thought I'd be when I was a little kid, thankfully, but I had to make a lot of choices to get there at the yeah. same time. A lot it was, of
2: people wake up early you know, in life and remember and, and uh, are inspired by that and uh, they have that wisdom, that inner wisdom and, and you're one of those people and you're doing exactly what you wanted to do and it's meaningful and it's important these shows just do more than entertain people yeah people want to know what the heck is going on yeah and that's basically all this paranormal all this science stuff it's all about trying to figure out what's going on how oh things gosh.
1: work yeah it sure is uh there's always you know no matter what at the end of the day Behind every one of these stories, behind every one of these experiences that someone has that's unknown, that has maybe shaped their life, there's a human behind that. There's a human story behind all of this. There's a human face behind science. Some people would say that's God, right? And, you know, I want to ask you this, and it's a little bit more... um, We're, we've gone really deep tonight and I appreciate that. And we haven't even got to a lot of sort of the other topics that I had mentioned we'd talk about in terms of alien technology and some of the more, you know, unified, uh, field theory as well, but that doesn't matter. It means we'll have you on again if you agree to. Yeah. Um,
3: I think we need to do that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So, so in closing, you know, we have about four, three and a half, four minutes here, whatever. Um, your book master of reality. Um, which people should check out, which there'll be a link in the show notes if you're listening to this as a podcast and which I'll get your URL for later on before we close out tonight. But to you, what does it mean to be a master of reality? What, what, what's that, what's that significance to you? What does that mean?
2: It means you understand the mechanics of this physical world. in in particular, uh, I know, or or to try to teach uh, how the physical universe works, to be the teacher, the master. Mm. And and so in, what I've done is, is solved by troubleshooting, I've solved the unified field theory. And I've made a, another very big discovery, and I want to quickly get this one in here. Please, yeah. The sun has a solid neutronium core. That's how stars are born. Neutronium is made, is a. it's not an element, it's solid, it's a neutron star. Mm. And, and you'll notice when stars blow up, they always leave behind a neutron star or a black hole, which is mm. a very dense neutron star. So what I'm saying is, the neutron core was already there and it's what caused the star to form in the first place. It wasn't caused by the explosion, that's nonsense. It was already there, it gathered the hydrogen gas and with its powerful gravitational field and it's spinning, it's spinning rapidly as as you notice the sun spins. When they make measurements, cacoline measurements, they see that there's something solid but nobody will just come out and admit, oh, the sun has a solid core. I wonder what it's made of. Mm. Anyway, I wanted to get that out there. It's in the book. Uh, yeah. It's a huge discovery. Mm. It's how star all stars have neutronium cores. Mm. This is the only e- reasonable explanation how hydrogen gas can just be collapsed and pressurized to the point where fusion starts. You have to have a huge, powerful gravitational source, and that's neutronium.
1: Well, thank you for mentioning that, especially, you know, uh, in lieu of uh, or in accordance with this photograph that we finally have of uh, a black star or uh, black hole. Um, what was your impression of that when, when you saw that photograph?
2: Well, you know, it, it, it tips off the, the star formation process because there's enough material orbiting it. Uh, it will get compressed and it'll glow. Wow! And, okay. And that, see, see. Yeah. So you look saw it that. right in that
1: ph- photograph.
2: See the pattern? Yeah. <laughs> that it's it can gather and the and and it's spinning so fast. It's it's called gravitational uh frame dragging that's what einstein called it mm. it turned out to be true what it does instead of pulling all right into they orbit the particles the hydrogen can orbit and then form an atmosphere and because they're moving fast enough to not to fall all the way into the black hole as they're p- twisted and pulled into it and around it so you can form a star and, it, and then when that happens it pressurizes, starts to glow. So it's the hint of a star forming.
1: Well, with the and, star forming, this show was a star and you were a star. And this whole conversation was great. And we're up against the end of the program here. Okay. Just 20 seconds. What's your URL? And okay. then we'll
2: say goodnight. Uh, www.super-relativity.com super-relativity.com hyphen That's my website. And on the front page is a bunch of buttons and you can go to the hot spots that you need to go to to buy the book or look at my blog or see some of my videos it's all right there
1: all right fantastic mark we'll have to have you back on the program good night everybody thank you from the rainy oregon coast i <laughs> appreciate you keep looking up